Anybody else? If not, I want to say this morning that uh, I apologize for Wednesday night. And uh, I was not prepared. Uh, I was, how could I put it, lazy, tired, and in pain. And I let pain be the biggest excuse. Lazy and tired were bigger. And so I apologize for Wednesday night not being prepared. And uh, I was praying about that yesterday. As I was praying, I, as just telling God, I'm sorry for being so lazy. Last week was a struggle, or say this last week was a struggle. But you know, in struggles doesn't give you the right to get lazy. We get lazy. It's a little difficult. We just lay back on the things we really need to do. And then we also quit doing the things we should do. And uh, I asked God, I said, why is it like that? He says, me and I'm praying and I, I believe God talks back to you okay I don't believe God talks back I believe God talks back to you there's a big difference we talk back to God God talks back to us but I'm praying and he said it's because you expect me to always do what I've done but doesn't apply the same to you I, that, that just hit me. I'm going to tell you. That hit me to think about that. How that I expect God to always do what God does. Without expecting the same from myself towards God. I want to read you two passages this morning. And then we'll get into the text of the message. The first place is very familiar in the second place will be too but Jeremiah chapter 6 if you would stand we'll read the word of God and then we'll go to prayer and then we'll let you sit down very familiar scripture and I used it not long ago it says verse 16 of Jeremiah chapter 6 and I apologize brother Sue Paul this is not on the notes says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see. And ask for the old path wherein is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Those last five words are some of the saddest words in the Bible to me. God told them there's a good way. They need to walk in it, and they're saying, we'll not do it. Then in Acts chapter 26, Paul, before King Agrippa, gives him his testimony. 
and then says these things. Excuse me. King Agrippa, verse 27. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Now Paul's asking him if he believes the Old Testament of the Bible. He says, believest thou the prophets? I know thou believest. He knew his heart. Then King Agrippa said this. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Again, some very sad words because Paul lays out the testimony of his conversion with Christ and tells King Agrippa, Believest thou the prophets? Do you believe the, the old time, the old testament of the Bible for you and I? But believe what the scripture says. And he knew that he did. And King Agrippa said to Paul, Almost. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Father, this morning I pray thee, dear God, that we would do that which you'd have us to do, say that which you'd have us to say, be that which you'd have us to be. And God, as we've confessed before these here this morning, also having confessed before thee, God, I pray thee today, help me to be what I need to be. So that thy word would go out as it should. In Jesus name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Can you imagine in the context today. That God speaking. Says to him these words. And at the end of the. I, I, I would say this at the end of the conversation. Instead of saying to God, yes, God, we will follow you. Yes, God, we will stand in the way that you showed us. Instead, they say, we will not stand therein. Church, I'm telling you something this morning that I hope we will understand. The Bible tells us that we have a free will. Man has a free will. That's why we're called free will Baptists. Not because, and I will, I will clarify this this morning for you real quick. I am free will not because some man told me I had to be. I'm a free will Baptist because that's what God called me to be. And on the side of that, he made me to understand real fast that I have a free will to either serve him or not serve him. It is up to me. It's not up to the philosophies. It's not up to theologies, and it's not up to the ordaining committee. It's not up to the executive board. It's not up to the deacon board. It's not up to the trustee board. It's not up to any Sunday school board or any other board you can think of. It's up to me to follow him. And if I'll follow him, I'll be all right. We've got to make a conscious decision this morning whether we follow God for somebody or we follow God for God. Sad words, we will not and almost haunt the church throughout the days. 
Do you realize when the Bible is preached and things are said, we oftentimes think we are responding to the man who's preaching or to the one who's teaching instead of uh, responding to God himself. It is the word of God that told them these things. He said to them in Jeremiah, and, and I've already turned away from it there, but I'll turn back to it so I don't get it wrong. He said to, Jeremiah, to them in Jeremiah, Thus saith the Lord, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. How many of you like some rest? The best day of rest I will ever have is when I get to go to heaven to be with my Father and my Savior. And by the way, the Holy Ghost will be present. I don't know how that's going to work out, but they're all going to be there. That's going to be the greatest day of rest. In Psalms chapter 95, he said, I swore unto them that they shall not enter into my rest. That's a day that's coming, church. But they said, we will not walk therein. Got your Bibles, go over to the book of Exodus in the 19th chapter. I was reading this, and I will tell you, I had to stop and talk about it. And, and, and let me just say this, yesterday I was on call, and I didn't want to get called out, and I was lazy through the day, and then like I said, I took time, and I went and prayed, and as I was praying, God spoke to me, and I went and got my stuff out, and I started preparing and studying, and and just listen to what he's saying. And the next thing I know, I got another call. And it called me out and kept me out until it was late. And I had to go to get home. And when I got home, we went to bed. Got up this morning, started studying again. And, I, and I'm just here to tell you this morning, church, let me say this to you this morning. we got to make a decision in our lives that we're going to do what God wants us to do regardless of what's going on around us. And by the way, regardless of who's around us. And by the way, I will say this, regardless of what's going on somewhere else. We get distracted by things we watch that are going on somewhere else. Guilty as charged. In the third month, this is verse 1, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they to the wilderness of Sinai. And they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and there, excuse me, and there Israel camped before the mount and Moses went up unto God. Can, can I tell you something this morning, church? I'm not a Moses, okay? I, I understand that. But when a man of God goes up, whether he's just the head of the house or he's the pastor, the Sunday school teacher, whatever it is, and he goes before God, and he goes to seek God for what to do or how to do or where to go or whatever it is, we ought to pay attention to what's being said on the return. If I didn't pray this week, we should just go home. If I didn't listen to God, we should go home. Or let Brother Gary get up here and do this. 
Or any of you other brothers who've been studying this week, you got a man, you got a word from God, I, I, would get, I would gladly exchange places with you had I not been talking to the Lord. And by the way, it's not always easy to talk to God and come back and talk to people. I believe Moses loved the children of Israel. God gave me a love for this church. And I hate it when I fail. I believe God's got a purpose and a plan. We just got to be a willing participant. And Moses went up unto God. And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Israel, or Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto Egypt, or the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, listen to these words, because here's the, the title of the message this morning is, If ye will. Remember, I've said this before in my preaching. When God says, if, you better pay attention to what follows. If you will is found 34 times in Scripture. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then will I, then, then shall you, look at this, look at this church, look at this. Then shall you be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. I love that. I looked at that. But let me, let me keep going. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Can, can I ask you this morning, does this make you think of another scripture in the New Testament when he says ye are a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood? He called them three different things over there. And here he says, you shall be to me a peculiar treasure. You ever thought of yourself as a treasure? We used to make jokes when I was a kid and still do today. We said this. When you were born, Mama said, oh, what a treasure. But Daddy said, oh, yes, it's buried. Think about that. Jealousy would set in in, in, the, in the family, the siblings. We'd pick on one another. But, but God here says to them this, if you will hear me, you'll hearken to me. If you'll do what I want you to do, if you will follow my covenant. And by the way, the covenant of God still stands today. It's not changed just because it's the New Testament instead of the Old Testament. you got to get over in the book of Hebrews and read where he said he gave us a new covenant, a better covenant. It wasn't a covenant to sacrifice for you and I to sacrifice animals. It was the sacrifice of God himself when he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on Calvary's cross so that you and I could be saved. He did his very best to make sure you and I could have a better life. Peculiar 
treasure for giving. Now, therefore, if you will, obey my voice indeed. If you go over to the book of Leviticus, and I, I don't have 20, 34 of these this morning, so, so don't, don't get too scared. But Leviticus chapter 26. We'll start reading back in verse 1 here again. Leviticus 26, verse 1. Ye shall make you no idols nor graven images, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye yet set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Ye shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Now, now I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to hammer something for just a minute. How many of you have asked yourself, why are we in the condition we are in in the world today? I do. Oftentimes it's, it's because I said, why are we like this? Don't people understand that, that God has more and better things for us? And, 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 this, and I ask myself the question there. But, but can I tell you, it, there's two things right here that, that, haunt, that answer the question, and I'll get to it a little bit farther. First off, we don't keep the Sabbath. And I'm not talking about Saturday to Sunday, going Friday night to Saturday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a day honored unto God where we set aside time to simply worship God and honor God, uh, to hear His Word, to study His Word, to pray over His Word, uh, to lift up our hands every so often to Him and tell Him we love Him, to lift up our hearts, as I said, to lift them up in joy and sing songs unto Him and tell Him how we love Him. He did His best for you and I, and we ought to do our best for Him him it ought to not take second place but I'll tell you something church we'll come to the house of God and we'll go out of the house of God and we won't come back to the house of God until another time appointed there where we think it's important enough to go and so God becomes second place every other time brother Harney that ain't true yes it is true Why do churches alter their Sunday morning services? Think about it. Because people don't want to come on Sunday night. They don't want to come on Wednesday night. I told you all ago, I was lazy, unprepared. I did Wednesday night because I had to do it. God convicted me. I had to do it. But had I spent time preparing, I wouldn't have been sitting in the front end of my pickup truck trying to run the air conditioner. I'd have made plans. I'd have made preparations. I'd have made space. I could have done it differently. I could have. We don't keep the Sabbath. When I say it, listen to me, church. Your Bible in, in, in Hebrews tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As such is the manner of some is. But so much more as the day approaches. And, and I get that right, but you can find it. Hebrews 10, 25, 26, or right there. And yet we alter stuff. And we have Sunday morning service 
churches do in different places. We, we haven't done it here. But they'll do it because nobody wants to come. So they have two on Sunday morning so everybody can do what they want to on Sunday night. They have old-fashioned services in some places where they have hymnals. And, 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 and I, I don't know if they use the King James or not in the old-fashioned service. But then in the next service, they'll have the newfangled services where they have the rock music and the, and the light shows. And the, and the, I mean, they're, they're just trying to buy the attention of the people. And, and then they quit doing Sunday night. Because nobody wants to come back to church Sunday night. We've all got other things to do. God asked for one day. But we got other things to do. I got to take a nap. The race didn't go over in time. My football game just started. I, I got to do this or I got to do, I didn't have time to do it this week. I got to do it today. And so we say to God, you're not important. But God, I expect you to do what I want you to do. I expect you, and, and, and I, let me just say it this way. I say to God, God, I expect you to give me a word for Sunday morning. I expect you to give me a word for Sunday night. I expect you to give me a word for Wednesday. God, I expect you to do these things for me. I expect you to protect my family. I expect you to give me keep my job going. I expect you to make my car run. I expect God you to make sure my banking account's full. I expect you to make sure my food is full. I expect you to make sure I got clothing. I expect you, I expect you, I expect you. But God, don't expect me. Because I got something else to do. These words mean something, church. If ye will, and if they had, and if we had, where would we be today? What condition would the souls of the people be in today? What condition would the church be in today? Hey, by the way, let me say this. Hey, it's one of these things. If people remembered to keep the Sabbath, they would respect the house of God. Because there's the next part. Keep, if you will walk, excuse me, if you will, if ye shall, ye shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. Brother Don, how many times have you had to pick up trash out in the parking lot? Sometimes disgusting trash, Brother Jerry. People climb the chain link fence to sit on the on the awning. That's why we put barbed wire around it. That's a shame. But I can tell you this, church, we're not perfect. How many times we've done something? Didn't think it mattered. When you drop a piece of paper and you leave it there because it doesn't matter, you're not referencing the sanctuary of God. 
I don't smoke, but if you do and you throw a cigarette butt out on the parking lot or someplace, you're not reverencing the sanctuary of God. If you spit your bubble gum out so somebody else can step on it, you're not reverencing the sanctuary of God. You come in here dressed, oh, Brother Ernie, no. <laughs> but if you're dressed like somebody you would expect to meet on the street corner, man or a woman don't matter to me, you're not reverencing the sanctuary of God. You're not respecting yourself, and you're not respecting God's house. You come in here with an attitude that you're better than everybody else, you're not reverencing the sanctuary of God. You're holier than everybody else, you're not reverencing the sanctuary of God. Why? The house of God was meant for people of God to come and get things right with God and then to worship God. It was not intended for you and I to show up and see who everybody else was and what they looked like and felt like. Hey, it's not important that everybody sees me, but it is vital that everybody sees God. If you will, Read on. You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments to, and do them, then will I give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. You want to know why? Hey, hey, by the way, church, we used to make fun of California's drought and how that they were there and say they're so wicked, they're so far away from God that God is burning up the land out there. He's putting out a judgment and a warning on them people telling them that they better get things right with God. And Arkansas is in a drought, church, let me tell you. Some places are in severe drought and some places are in extreme drought. So before we started pointing over there or see me over there to California and talking about how bad they were, we should have started looking right here to see how far away we were getting because the drought may have started out there but it's come over here it's working that way hey when the drought gets far enough maybe we'll see he promised to send rain anybody around here need rain When I talk about needing rain, I'm not just talking about you want your flower bed to be watered. I'm talking about need rain. Rain is water. I need water or I will die. What happens when the rains fall down and the fruits come up? You get substance. How many of you live without food? I can for a few days. I won't lie about it. But without it, I will die. What's God saying here? If ye will do your part, I will do my part. If you will follow me, I will bless you. We want the blessings of God without the obedience to God. 
We want God to do what he's supposed to do, but don't expect us to do what we're supposed to do. God, you do your part, but I will not do my part. Why? Because God, I expect you to be God, but don't expect me to be right. That's not how I talk to him, Brother Arnie. It's not how I've been talking to him either, but it it comes out the same way. He will send the rain. He said, and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in your land safely. Church, we ain't dwelling safely. Never dreamed of the day I'd carry a sidearm into the house of God to make sure nobody come in the back door and shot at us while we were having worship service. I've done told you the story. Fort Smith Police Department recommends it. (laughs) They can't be at every house of worship. So protect yourself, they say. So we lock the doors and we watch the doors and we do all these things to try to protect ourselves from the enemy that's without and let alone not understanding why there's enemies out there that hate us in here or don't like us being here. And by the way, I'm going to tell you there's more out there than you think there are. But while we're out worried about the enemy out there, we let the enemy called sin in our lives and the denial of God, uh, putting God second, pushing God off to the side there. We allow the devil to come and tell us we're all right where we're at instead of getting right with God and then we ask ourselves why are we where we are because we forgot to do what God told us to do and not only forgot it we didn't want to do it in verse 18 of the same chapter he says if you will not yet for this hearken unto me then will I punish you seven times more for your sins Verse 23, and if you will not be reformed by me by these things, but will walk contrary to me. 27, and if you will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary to me. Now jump down there and read the rest of it. Then will I walk contrary to you. And ye also in fury and I, even I, will chasten you seven times for your sins. And ye shall eat. And I read this this morning. And I told Annette about it. We was talking about what happened over in Kings. He said, and ye shall eat the flesh of your sons. And the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat. And there's a scripture over in the book of Kings. I don't know if it's the first Kings or second Kings or where it was. But we was listening to the preacher on the way down this morning. And on the way down, he said, and, and they got so hungry that one woman boiled her son and ate his flesh. They did not want to do what God told them to do. And they ended up eating their own. I wonder how many of us are far from that. I'll never do that. I bet that's what they said. How many of you know about the trail that led over the Oregon Mountains there? I don't know the whole story, but they got so cold up in there, froze in, they were eating their own.
amazing what happens when you get so hungry you don't know what else to do. Can I tell you, church, the only reason we get to where we get is because we refuse, we refuse to go where God leads. It's time to get right. We've been wrong long enough. You say, Brother Arnie, you're going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect till I get to heaven. But by the grace of God, I'm going to be better. You and I have got to change. And he's the only way to be changed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Can I tell you this morning, church, if we will surrender to God, God will give us his best. And in return, he only asks for a reasonable service. If serving God, if we did our jobs the way we serve God sometimes, I wonder how many of us have been fired over and over again. I probably would have been. If you will give your heart to God, if you will follow after God, He will bless you. I got scripture after scripture after scripture that are verified. I ain't got time for all of them. But I'm just telling you, he will. Will you stand this morning? Heavenly Father, today, Lord, we need you more than we realize. Father, there's things that we've got to address in our lives. Lord, I know in my life, I say, I say without a mouse in my pocket, that I know that there's things that I have got to address. Lord, the church can be more than what it is if we'll follow thee. And that starts, Father, with me. God, if there be one lost this morning, I'm asking you, Lord, convict their heart. That they receive you and walk in the newness of their life. If there be one backslidden, dear God, that they will do the same. Getting things right with you, Lord, so that they can walk in refreshment. Lord, we as your children, here got to do a better job. Lord, I'm guilty. I know that. But help us, Father. Help me, dear God. Father, I pray this morning your will be done in our lives. And we give you glory for it, Father. We give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' holy name.